0: You can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The feed hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're gonna go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck before. I just shot a freaking <sighs> big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. Of that All right, welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. Wow, what a crazy busy week it has been. I returned from Iowa, got to go hunt Iowa with my dad for the second time. We got to do their first gun season, and that was a wonderful trip. Iowa's a really cool, special place. And, yeah, me and my my dad, we always enjoy doing that. Um, And we plan on doing a podcast about that here in the next couple weeks, kind of recap what went on. Um, But, no, today I just, because of the crazy, hectic week, I'm just riding solo again doing this. But I kind of thought it would be good kind of like do a season recap. And then I was able to hunt, you know, Michigan, uh, Illinois, and Iowa this year. So I kind of thought – why not look up some data and kind of see, you know, what the difference is between the three states that I hunt, you know, kind of dig into the numbers a little bit and see, um, because it's always intriguing to me, you know, when I go out to these other states and hunt, and, you know, I try to be as open-minded as I can and learn and see where deer like to be and, you know, just to try to be better, you know, here in the state of Michigan, and, man, to tell you the truth, you know, like, if you look at the state from terrain and cover and you know egg and all those things that these Midwest states have like Michigan has those also uh you know and I would even almost beg to differ that we have some you know better cover than some of these other states do uh and you know we have a lot of deer and we have you know Access. We have a lot of public land. We have, you know, a lot of those things that you look to see. It's like, man, Michigan's, you know, right up there with them. And, you know, then it's like, well, why don't we have the bigger deer? Why do people go out of state to hunt to have maybe a better hunt? You know, then you just, I think the majority of that just comes down to um, we have just more hunters in Michigan. So that's kind of what I'm going to, this podcast will kind of lead into that. Some of the data that I just looked up and found. But, no, I just recap the season. It's wonderful, wonderful, 20 23 fall has been for me and my family uh you know we were able to shoot some deer I was able to shoot two bucks my bow in Michigan I was able to I did uh wrap my tag around a deer in Iowa uh, with a gun the gun tag that was like I said it was a great time it's a five-day hunt and just um probably some of the best hunting that I've ever had uh and I've had some really good hunts so That was, that was, uh, it's been a good, there's been a good fall. And now, you know, rolling into December, um, you know, it's December 10th, I believe today. Um, we, uh, you know, in years past, I have had tags in my pocket this time of year and, you know, it's always kind of hard to still hunt and do things because, you know, we start getting the Christmas parties come rolling around and those kind of things, but I still try to, um, get, get after it in a good way. And, just like from in my head, you know, my game plan always this time of year is, you know, I uh, may move some trail cameras to some good food sources or, you know, do so to try to do some scouting when I sneak out there um, to find new places for later in the year. Like, for example, I, you know, have a piece on a uh, spot on some state land that uh, I found and I left a camera there. And I believe it was the first week of December and the second week of December, I had a really really nice buck uh show up in daylight three times so that was something that's always in the back of my mind it's like man if i was carrying a pot if i was carrying a tag in my pocket still this year i would definitely be focused in on that data from the you know the years past and um you know try to go make a play on that deer either with you know depending where you are you can do it with a gun still or muzzleloader or bow and so those are the kind of things i always try to do just to have You know, just because this year I'm done hunting bucks in Michigan doesn't mean that you know I'm gonna have many years ahead. So I still try to like gather as much intel as I can, and then also that same mindset I take when I start you know rabbit hunting and walking around and doing these things with you know my friends Tyler and you know me and Henry go out with beagles and do these kind of things. Like I'm always scouting and always looking to see what I can do. But I do believe that uh, a private piece that we have, you know, we're able to have a food plot on this one spot that you know, the, this upcoming week, uh, I have had some really nice bucks daylighting consistently in the evenings on those food sources. And I remember, I think it was two years ago, my brother was bow hunting and I was like trying really hard to get him to go, go, go there with me and be like, dude, let's shoot this deer. Like this is, this is a deer that we should probably kill. You know, it wasn't something that I was really intrigued with. Um, but, and I don't even think I'd shot a buck that year I was just like, this would be a great first buck for you to kill It's, you know, we're talking like Pope and Young size deer Let's get in there and go shoot that thing in the snow And, you know, we, we, with the work schedule and some things that came up It just never really worked out exactly how I wanted to But, I mean, those are there's some, like, really good opportunities to still kill deer So don't be completely uh, depressed that your season is over You know, try to get, try to get you know, um, on a deer And, you know, maybe this year you fail miserably and don't have success and like shoot a deer or do anything you want, but try to learn and then you keep doing that year after year and then you should get a little stockpile of things you you know you can fall back on and you know seal a deal and you know the future. But no, so I just let's just dive into some of this stuff. Um you know I pulled up these numbers online so obviously they're estimates I'm sure and that kind of thing. But we can just dive right into Iowa because that's just where I was. I mean I, you know, you go there and you, you don't even hear like gunshots on opening day. It's just, it's crazy. You know, used to, in Michigan, you know, you, this year was a pretty slow year for gun season, but I mean, you hear shots all throughout the day. I think I heard in five days of hunting, I maybe only heard like, I might've heard 20 shots and I know that multiple, there was multiple sets, maybe two or three of those shots were like multiple shots from the same person. So realistically, I probably heard like I mean, maybe 10 different people shoot, maybe eight, but let's see the 22 harvest. They said they shot 110,000 deer throughout the year and they have approximately 218,000 hunters and they believe that they have 450,000 deer in the state of Iowa. So that is, I mean, a lot less than Michigan. I mean, we have, um, you know, obviously more than that, but they, you know, they're only shooting 110,000 deer a year. I think like Michigan, they, we shoot more than that just in our regular firearm season. So that's a pretty big deal. Like just from seeing that right off the jump for me when I was looking into this. And then I was also able to look up like their, their, their website, like as of right now, like today, they have killed, uh, 67,000 deer in Iowa. And so that is after their first gun season. So there's been five days of gun season and they've only killed 67,000 deer. Uh, Of the 67,000 deer, 32,000 have been bucks. I'm rounding some of these numbers. And then, you know, there's been almost 30,000 does. And they do have, it's kind of cool, they actually break it down like doe, doe fawn, antlered buck, and button buck, and shed buck. So if you, Like, Michigan doesn't do that, so, like, their button bucks would classify under the does. So, um, if you'd take the button bucks, which they believe 5,000 of those have been shot, roll that into the bucks, that's actually 37,000 bucks have been shot and 30,000 does. So, that is, that would, you know, goes to believe with me seeing very limited, you know, or hearing very few gunshots. There's just not as many deer getting shot, Uh, during their gun season, and then we roll into Illinois because that's the other state I hunted this year. They believe that there were 158,000 deer shot last year, so you know more than Iowa, but not much. I mean, we're talking 40,000 more. Um, you know, 48,000 more deer shot than in uh, Iowa, and and they have much more hunters. You know, not much more. I mean, they have almost 300,000 hunters. They believe. In Illinois, so I mean they have you know eighty thousand more hunters approximately than Iowa, and their deer population is six hundred forty thousand they think. So, I mean, they have more deer, they have more hunters, and their harvest is not you know it's more than Iowa, but not like glaringly like high. And they, you know they're they're an over the counter. uh tag for non-residents and stuff like that so i'm not sure if i believe these numbers come from that so i'm assuming they probably just have more hunters because they have the there's more non-resident hunters that go to illinois but that's crazy like they have they have way more deer they have more hunters and they really don't shoot that much so i don't know what that means i mean that could be a lot of different things that there's um you know the success rate seems to be similar they think about 30 percent success rate in illinois and in iowa Um, but you know, you see these numbers of, it's a big, they make a big deal about their gun season. I think their gun season is like a three, they have like a first gun. It's like three days maybe. And like when I was down in Illinois talking to the neighbors and talking to the people around our lease, um, you know, talking to some of the state land, um, you know, the public ground that was down there, you know, you run into a guy, so you chit-chat with a little bit old boy or local people. And they all were like, oh, yeah, no, barely anyone, you know, you go bow hunts, we very rarely run into people. But, man, gun season is just like out of this world and you know the processors say the same thing yeah we don't we don't really get that many deer but man one gun season comes around we get a lot so i was kind of shocked that it was only you know 53,000 deer that got shot like i said i believe michigan 153,000 deer get shot on the first gun season so obviously it's a few more days but i believe like the majority of those deer and regular firearm get shot within the first like few days of gun also so it's um I I wish only 53,000 deer got shot in Michigan (laughs) during a gun season, but that was that. And then they're, you know, breaking down the bucks of the total deer shot, they believe, you know, 158,000. So for 22, they think, you know, 86,000 bucks got shot and then 71,000 does. So more bucks than does, um, it's not, you know, not as close to a ratio as, you know, Iowa is, but still, you know, relatively close. So then, let's roll into Michigan, the home state of Michigan. Uh, first off, I'll do let's we'll compare this. Iowa, they believe there are two hundred eighteen thousand hunters. Illinois, two hundred ninety-seven thousand hunters. Michigan is coming in at five hundred forty thousand hunters, which is actually on a decline compared to what used to be in like the two thousands. And then we have a lot of hunters, but we also have way more deer um and like i said maybe i'm wrong on this i didn't do like a crazy detailed like search but i kind of used the same websites to do all three of these states so like whatever website i used to find one thing i just kind of went through it and found it for each state so it was saying they think there's approximately two million deer in michigan so we have way more deer than the other few states and then we have you know a lot more hunters well and because of that we have way more deer that get killed. So in Michigan, 345,000 deer they thought got shot last year. Now, we have the app now in Michigan, so there's, you know, data that's on that. If you look on the, the app, you know, I believe I found maybe it said 304,000 deer were shot. But then, was, like I said, I use the same website. They they said this. So I was just trying to keep it consistent. So over 300,000 300, deer got shot in Michigan. And... You know, that compared to, that's double Illinois and over double Iowa. And of those deer that got shot last year, 152,000 were bucks and 87,000 were does. So that's, and that, that same trajectory is going on this year too, with about twice as many bucks get shot as does. So. And they also think that fifty four percent of the deer kill in Michigan get shot during regular firearm. So our gun season just decimates deer now, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think Michigan's problem is that we shoot too many deer. I think it's just. I think that shooting as many deer as we do is fine because we still have a healthy population and there's just a lot of deer around. And now obviously this is in certain areas of the state. Michigan's pretty diversified with like terrain and where you are and, you know, we have the UP and all those kind of things. But for the most part, I think, you know, we do need to shoot quite a few deer and that's fine. Like they, they, they rebound really well from that, but that's just, that's crazy that that many more bucks get shot than does. So then that leads me into another thing that I've been, you know, really pondering the last few years from all these out-of-state hunts. Um, you know, because there's a movement between, you know, let them grow or let them go, let them grow. That's been going on for a few years. I believe in that. I mean, I've been passing deer for a long time. Family members have, all that stuff. And then you always have the, you know, the rebuttal, you know, with the guys saying, you know, shoot what you want. Shoot makes you happy. That's fine. Like if a guy wants to go out there and shoot the first you know, first year and a half full buck he sees because he's only has two days to hunt, you know, and then the, the amount of excitement that guy gets, I guarantee you is very similar to the excitement I get when I get to shoot, you know, one of the, my target bucks. I mean, you get the, the adrenaline rush, you get that, that the reason we're out there doing that is to do that. You can, you know, you get to process the deer, you know, provide for your family, all those same attributes that we love hunting, you know, it doesn't really matter on the size of the deer, like you still do that. You're still, you know, the personal responsibility for that. I get all that. Like I'm totally on board. If you haven't shot very many deer, go out there and shoot some deer. Like, you you know, do that. You know, I'm, I'm more of a proponent for like, you know, stepping up, you know, climbing the ladder and doing those kind of things and challenging oneself. Like that's because I love this. So that's kind of how I approach it. But I think, um, like Illinois, for example, you go to a processor, you see deer that are shot there are plenty of small bucks that get shot. Like it's not uncommon to see a six point four point, you know, at the taxidermy, you see, you know, giant bucks that are killed, but then there's also little deer that get killed. Similar sized deer that you see people kill in Michigan all the time. You know, I, in Iowa, same thing. I, you know, we've, with the whole, um, You know, we can't bring deer across state lines, so a lot of times if a deer gets shot, we have to bring it to the processor and, you know, take care of it and do that kind of a thing. And I've been to the processor after the five-day gun season is up in Iowa, and first of all, there's not that many deer that are at the processor. They think it's a lot, but it's not, nothing compared to some of the processors around here in Michigan. And... You would be, I mean, I'm telling you, spikes, four-pointers, year-and-a-half-old bucks galore. Now, obviously, not every person who shoots, you know, a big buck is bringing to the processor. so I'm not seeing all of them, but I think it's relative to the amount of people who process their deer in each state is pretty similar on a percentage scale. So I think at the end of the day, what it is is that there's just so many more hunters in Michigan that if... 20% of the people are killing, you know, little bucks in these other states. Well, we're just, 20% of our hunters is just astronomically more. And it's probably even more skewed because we're shooting, our percentage of bucks we're shooting compared to does is that much higher in Michigan than it is in these other states. So, yes, that's why I think it is a good thing to have a proponent to, hey, we got to let these little deer go. We got to do a better job of doing this because we kill so many more bucks than does than every other these one of these Midwest states, and you know there's the arguments that go around saying that, oh you know I don't see any does I used to see deer all the time No, I don't see them so you know the is just trying to kill them all and do those kind of thing like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to get down that rabbit hole I'm just saying that if you look at the data to what the best estimation we have we kill more bucks than does on the scale way more than these other midwest states so that's why you gotta we have just so many there's yeah shoot you want make you happy well who cares what other people shoot well it kind of matters because we are different than on other state because we have so many more hunters and like this tradition that we have is going down this road and i don't know what that might be to change it but i do know from my experience the more neighbors that we get on board with like hey we're passing deer let's try to do this let's you know see what we can do The more that happens, the better my hunting in Michigan has got over the years. And to me, that means, better hunting for me means, having mature deer to chase, having good hunts, as in seeing running activity, uh, watching deer actually do deer things. Like, you go to Illinois, you go to Missouri, you go to Iowa, you see deer act like deer because they don't have as much pressure, the herd structure's correct, there's a mature deer level throughout the herd Michigan you don't really get that in certain areas because one the pressure is so high two there's a skewed scale of little bucks running around compared to mature deer or older deer so there's all these benefits to doing that and you know I don't have the ability to own enough property to do this myself so my my whole basis has been over the years like getting on board with neighbors and trying to be that guy that's hey man I'm passing deer like this you know what do you think? And you know there's you just kind of kind of learn how to do that. But if you want better hunting in Michigan in Michigan for you or your you know piece of land that you hunt, you know you got to first of all you got to get lost spots, and that could be state land, that could be private, all those things. Because unless you have the the you're fortunate to have huge property, I mean you got to be in multiple different areas. And that I mean there is a lot of legwork that comes with that. It means you got to knock on doors. You got to once you get permission somewhere, you got to talk to the other neighbors and see what they're doing. And if you can just be that person that's like, hey, man, this is what I do. And you have a line of communication. Well, guess what? If that dude does shoot a deer you pass, oh, well, who cares? You know, go up to him, help him track it, whatever he needs to do. Hey, congrats, man. That's awesome. Still share info with him. And, I mean, there's over the last five years, there's been tons of deer that have been passed by uh, me and family members and those kind of things, friends. And other people end up shooting them, even though we were like, hey, we're going to pass this deer. And, yeah, you know what, at the time you're like, man, that kind of stinks. But still, there's been deer that have made it and gotten to the point where they're mature, and then we get to go have really good hunts trying to kill those deer. So, I mean, that's just part of the struggle and part of, like, the journey. And I think Michigan has the ability to get to that point. I mean, if you look across the, you know, the social media and see all these pockets of deer that get shot, they're, I mean, they're on par with all these other states. It's just, you know... It's just far and few between compared to some of the other counties and that kind of thing. But I think it's because guys are getting on board, their neighbors are on board, their communities on board, and all we need is just to get these deer to be old enough. Like, that's all it takes is just let them be old enough, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you can see tell I'm kind of passionate about this and I like it. And I think that, you know, I try to, uh, I'm not trying to, like, tell people how to do their hunt or anything like that, but... I would love for it to get to the point where the majority of our hunters are okay with letting year and a half, two and a half year old bucks go, you know, and not just shoot the first buck they see. And then, you know, you got the guys I'm you know, and I it also sympathize with the guys who don't have the amount of time to go hunting as like I do or other people do. But there's 2 million deer in Michigan. There's a lot of does. So, I mean, you do, that's a very viable opportunity to go shoot a doe maybe instead of shooting that little buck. And I get it, does don't have horns. You know, people say, well, you can't eat the horns, you know, that kind of stuff. But guess what? You shoot a six-point or you shoot a spike or you shoot a four-point, you get to keep that rack, right? I mean, that rack's either in your shed, in the garage, in a box, you hang it on the wall. That's cool. Like, you have something to remember that hunt by. You shoot a doe, it's a little harder to remember that hunt because you don't have that tangible thing at the end of it. But you're you think of it long term you know you're doing the herd better you're doing all these things i mean everyone you talk to if you spend any time listening to podcasts i hope that you guys put in the effort to listen to a lot of other people who are like biologists and all this kind of stuff a healthy buck to doe ratio is like one of the number one things that people strive to have and that's we just lack in that in michigan so go out there and kill some does and do those kind of things and you know, just challengers, I just encourage everyone to challenge themselves and get to that point, because I think we can have some of the same success that these other states have, but it comes down to us as the hunters to, you know, do that part. And that's only because there is so many more hunters in Michigan. And, you know, I'm probably preaching the choir to some people who are listening to this, but, you know, maybe go out of your way and try to, you know, educate or help other people in that regard. Like I can't tell you how many times, you know, someone's you know, a neighbor or something like, I have a perfect example. I have a spot close to home that I hunt. Uh, me and a few buddies and a few neighbors are on board with, you know, passing a certain kind of deer come to find out we had a new neighbor move in a few years ago. Um, I ended up talking to him and just chit chatting and, you know, just going through. And he was just like talking about how he used to hunt certain area. Has, you know, not had very many de- luck, you know, have had very good success there. There's not as many deer as there used to be, you know, kind of going through it all. And then he's like, yeah, I moved here and, you know, I got some land and, you know, there's deer all over the place, like so many eight points and six points. And he's like, all oh, excited because he's just never had that. And, you know, he's, I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, well, how, I was like, how have you, how have you done the last couple of years? And he's like, so many pictures of all these deer he's been shooting. And, you know, I was very familiar with most of them, like, Yep. That I was like, Oh, and for me, it's kind of nice. because like, okay, now I know that that deer is not, you know, one to target or that that's where that one went. That's where this one went kind of a thing. And I never talking to him. And then, uh, you know, I was like, well, that's awesome. But I was like, have you seen this deer? And I showed him a, you know, a picture of a really big deer that we were passing to hopefully he gets next. Year. He's like, Oh my gosh, yes, I have. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. He's like, yep. You know, he's like, he's like, you guys are, are passing that deer. And I was like, yeah, man, we, you know, we're trying to get him to be, you know, four and a half, five and a half years old. We're pretty sure he's only three and a half. And, um, he's like, so all these deer I've shot, you guys aren't shooting. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, I never would have thought that. Like, he's like, I, he's like, I would have had no idea. I, I just figured everyone's shooting these deer because, you know, that's what people do. And I was like, no, man, like we're, we're passing those kind of deer and doing that. And I could just tell as soon as we had this conversation, he was, fully like he was like oh my gosh like this is great like he liked it he was like well he's like I don't think I need to shoot and he said that he's like well maybe this year I'm not going to shoot a deer like that he's like now that I got it no you guys aren't shooting I'm like it'd be kind of cool to get more deer like the one I showed him on picture because I mean his excitement level of him explaining how he has that deer on camera too like has never seen a deer that big or never had a picture of a deer that big I mean that's cool man that's like the fun of this so I mean that those kind of conversations can really help, and you know, I'll probably touch base with him this spring and see how his year went. And you know, he could show me pictures of you know two and a half year old eight points, and you know that kind of thing. But he, you know, and I'll be ecstatic for him if he's happy. Like if he's like, "Dude, I passed," you know, six points that. and that. He's like, "I ended up getting this nice eight point. and like, "Good for you, dude. You you you're starting to work up that chain," you know, passing deer. Like. It takes, you know, takes baby steps. I remember the first few deer I passed, it was a big deal to me. And you know, looking back at them, they were a year and a half full bucks. But to have that self control and to like follow the plan and you know, strive for those goals, it was it was a pretty, you know, a pretty big step in my life and my, you know, career of running. So yeah, get out there and, you know, try to talk to those, you know, those neighbors and those people. And like to be honest, I have properties where I talk to the neighbors and they're pretty set in their ways and like they're open about like yeah I'm not passing those kind of deer so then you know you kind of as me as the hunter it's like okay what am I gonna do am I going to you know change my goals am I gonna change what I want to do you know am I gonna am I gonna settle for you know doing something that I said I didn't want to do just because they're doing that you know so there's kind of that middle ground you gotta find so like for me no, oh, honestly, like I have properties that I target four and a half year old bucks, I have properties that I let four and a half year olds. So on those properties that I do pass, you know, four and a half year old bucks, or I don't pass four and a half year old bucks and I shoot them, I can promise you that there will probably be a point in time where I might be consistently being on four and a half year old deer. And then I'll, I might have to change that. I might be like, okay, hey, I have, you know, completed that goal. I've shot a few four and a half year old bucks on this property. Let's see if I can get to five and a half. And, you know, that's something that I've always kind of done because like that scale has always moved up for me and through my, you know, journey it used to be past year and a half old bucks, target eight points, shot a few of those. Now it's like try to get to three and a half year old bucks and you shoot a handful of those and it's like, okay, let's now up the ante. Let's go to four and a half, five and a half year old bucks. So I'm just trying to work that ladder and I'm fully prepared with, with not shooting a buck. You know, I went three years out shooting a buck with my bow and then this year, you know, it all worked out great, shot two bucks with my bow. So, I mean, those are the kind of sacrifices I'm willing to make. And just because I wasn't killing deer, my, you know, my, my fire was still lit. Like I was still, you know, scouting. I was still, you know, trying to do things I could do to be better, you know, tweaking setups, tweaking access routes, tweaking, you know, camera locations and doing all those things. And I mean, that's, that's, that's as much fun as, you know, sitting in a tree. Cause I mean, to tell you the truth, sometimes when you're sitting in the tree it, you know, you have that moment where it's the coolest thing ever, but there's a lot of times where it's like, man, this is brutal. Like the weather's terrible. You know, I just, I'm sweating like, I mean, dude, Illinois this year, I've never sweated so much while hunting. And you know, those are the kind of moments that, you know, if I'm down there when I was down there scouting in the spring, that was fun the whole time. Like, cause you just never know what you're going to find and doing that. So, I mean, this, this journey is, you know, very multi-leveled and, um, it's, you get, you kind of get what you put into it, but no, I think, uh, I think I'm kind of wrap this up on that. I think, uh, I kind of look forward to, uh, to doing a few of uh, these episodes the next couple of weeks, got some guys lined up and, um, you know, really look forward to get my dad on here. We can recap our Iowa hunt. And then <clears throat> I really like my favorite part of podcasting. I always love hearing success stories you know when other people do them have other people on they get to tell about their season you know the the deer they end up shooting if that's a surprise deer never never knew the deer existed and this mega comes out and they get to shoot them or it's a buck they have history with like that's i love those kind of stories so this is kind of becoming my favorite time of year for podcasts because you get a lot of that you know across everyone so i do look forward to having a few people on that have shot some deer some of those guys are going to be repeat you know repeat people because they're my friends and they're kind of my group and obviously every time they shoot something i love you know love hearing their story and having that conversation so that's coming up uh we're chasing rabbits here real quick so you know we're going to be doing some stuff with them Um, and then you know habitat stuff is in the works for a lot of people once january 1st hits you know get out and there's a lot of dedicated people out there to making their properties better so i really look forward to you know chit-chat with some of those guys hopefully and Learn as much as I can, but yeah, overall I do appreciate you guys listening to this. I know it was a little different than I had done, but just one of those things where it's like I just cannot. It's hard to like wrap your head around like why is Michigan lacking in certain areas compared to these other states when you like have boots on the ground. um That's you know it's like man I've walked a lot of these other areas. It's like I've walked the same kind of stuff in Michigan. And it's I just don't see the same things. You don't see the buck sign. You don't see this. And it's like, okay, the only thing I can kind of wrap my head around is there's just so many more people who want in Michigan. Like, we just have that many more hunters. And it's just, you know, that much more, you know, people that own property too. So, you know, Iowa has big tracts of land. Illinois does. Like, you look on Onyx or whatever mapping system you have, and you see property owners. I mean, it's pretty easy to see that this guy owns a lot. You go over to Michigan and, you know, you kind of, these rural areas, you look, it's like, this guy owns 10 acres, this guy owns 20 acres, this guy owns 40, you know, it's just across the board. When you go there, there's, you know, there's mile sections that one guy owns, that mile by mile section, and it's, then he owns another one, and he owns another one, then this guy owns that one, and, you know, there's just big, because there's just less people, you know, recreational hunting, and doing that, like, Michigan's been the, the area where people have always enjoyed, you know, being outside, and, you know, coming up from the cities, and, you know northbound and doing their fishing and doing all these you know outdoor activities and that leads them to buying a 10 acre piece here or 20 or 40 you know doing those kind of things so I think there's a few things that you know make it different but I think that the majority of people who get on the same page and do it I think that I'm, I'm pretty opportunistic you know obviously I'm in my 30s so I have a lot of a lot of future hunting you know in front of me you know I have like my grandpa and you know, my dad, they're the other generations. They're kind of like really like, man, there's been a huge swing from even when, like when my dad started hunting to now, I mean, it is remarkably different, you know, than it used to be. And that same goes for my grandpa. I mean, my grandpa, he, he talks about how it was a big deal to see a deer track, a big deal. And I mean, that was not that long ago. So, I mean, a big change can happen A swinging things can easily happen in the state and I think it's uh the future is looking bright you know having my son you know Henry being able to go out there and chase deer and do those same kind of things and keep passing us down for generation generation um means a lot and it's just good clean fun you know I I don't think it uh, I just don't think there's uh as much enjoyment as someone who gets to go outside see how the world you know revolves you know, through things growing through the cycles of the summer and the fall and the winter and spring, uh, knowing that you put some hard work into something, you can watch a little food plot grow. I mean, those are all things that I hope I'm instilling in him that he can use to be successful as an adult. I mean, I know that's kind of how I grew up. You know, watching how a farm works. You know, watching how you have you know so much time in a day, and if you want to have a hobby, you know, like hunting, you you know you can do it like this, and you can get set up for this, and then you can reap that reward later on it's not like this instant success or this instant gratification that you know you get through surfing through your phone or playing a video game or those kind of things so I think it's pretty good and I I uh, just wanted to continue for my grandkids one day and uh like who, who we're, we're listening to this podcast because we like being outside doing those kind of things so hey everyone have a merry Christmas you know getting ready for the holidays the gauntlet of uh, of Christmas parties is almost upon us. I had one already this week. Um, so everyone stay true to your form, get get through it, you know, maybe take care of some of the family stuff that you put off because of November, uh, when you're being gone hunting and doing all those kind of things, take care of family first. And, uh, I know that that's something I'm constantly trying to work on and make sure I do better. And, you know, this year I learned a lot. Um, And I, you know, like I said, I'm very blessed to be able to hunt as much as I do. And I think there was a couple of times where maybe I, I, uh, did something or went hunting or, you know, neglected one thing and I probably shouldn't have. So I'm just trying to do your best part to remember that. So then the next time you're faced with that, you can maybe do a little better job and, uh, let's keep doing this, keep the families happy so we can keep, you know, doing the things we love. But, uh, yeah, you guys enjoy, uh, hope you enjoy this episode. It was a quick one. But uh, I do appreciate it and look forward to uh, doing one next week.